but I went to karate and all my karate friends loved like hip hop and more modern pop. And all the kids at rock school only liked good music, which sure. really just means whatever the fuck they think is good. Um, and then like people at school liked more modern radio hits. So I always felt like if I was honest about the music that I actually liked, I would get shamed somewhere. Mm. I was either like a hippie at karate if I liked like too much folk music and then i was like a mainstream like yuppie at school of rock if i liked radio music and then at school i don't know i just kind of think i got scared so much i just didn't, <laughs> I just didn't talk about music like i just i just liked whatever you liked because honestly i did i really liked music except for country but i've even come around on a lot of country songs too yep. you just gotta know what you're listening to anyways i think this is very similar with music and colors of like <laughs> You have total, you're the only person who's listening to your music. You're the only person who's living in your room. You're the only person who's wearing your clothes. Wear whatever the fuck you want, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Put whatever you want up in your home that makes you happy and listen to whatever you want. Because I just put a ton of fucking weird art on my walls because I think I was trying to do mid-century modern and make it look cute and cool. And then I was like, I'm not that. I'm weird. I make I make things like this. This is like insulating <laughs> foam with a little mirror That's in cute. it. Whoa. I have so many of these <laughs> all around the house. Um, I just wanted to co-sign with you on wearing whatever you want before we hop into the album. Uh, I will sometimes because I work as an accountant. That's my day to day. And I will sometimes wear like gray sweatpants. Like that's my like every day right now, like because I don't have to dress up. But I have this like gray sweater that I like to wear, too. But like no one sees me except like just my head and torso, Mm -hmm. except my boyfriend and my dog. And my boyfriend, whenever he sees me, he's like, uh, like wearing my all gray outfit. He's like, oh, do you need your new nutrition capsule for the day? Like, are you ready to like... (laughs) And you're an accountant? Yeah, you're just like a cog in the machine. I'm like a gray blob (laughs) sitting down at my desk and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) I do the numbers. You're like the guy in the Apple commercial, just like (laughs) where the lady throws the hammer. Yeah. Or I'm like, I'm like, the before in a shampoo commercial, you know, like I just am so crunchy. <laughs> you are quite literally <laughs> committed in a psych ward. That's what you look like. Exactly. Exactly. But you can't keep your hands in that straitjacket while you type in Excel. It just that's doesn't right. work. It doesn't work. And that's why they moved all the accountants out into the out of the psych ward, ward. <laughs> and psych into ward. their uh, mandatory gray outfits. That's, that's right. And it's been working counsels. great. The economy is amazing. Has anyone yeah, noticed? And I'm just <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of an, of an episode that's going to be just fine, <laughs> let's start that's the right. episode. Click. Yay. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Sean Wilkinson. And I'm Michael Limitado. And I'm Addie Wyrick. (laughs) (laughs) If everyone was introducing themselves, I wanted to do it too. (laughs) Uh, You might know her from everything now and just like a really funny comedian. It's Addie Wit. 
Why, Rich? Yeah, and also the show's called Everything's Great. Oh, my God. Everything. Wait, <laughs> fuck. Wait, no, it's the other show. That's like a Twitch show, right? Okay. Like, Everything's Great. I will say, this is so funny because our show name is Everything's Great. And somehow, every show at least one guest will repost with the wrong name. Like everything is good or like everything's good. Everything's fine. Or like everything is great. Like it's a small and we're like, is the hot, is the show hard to remember? Well, that's um, a, it's no, like it's when you have, when you have the like show or when you have the access, like at your fingertips, just to like, let me double check this to make sure I'm typing it right. And they still get it wrong. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Sean, that no is um, interesting. No, that's Sean shading you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve it. Um, but All yeah. the I did not come to the um, podcast to make friends. I came to break <laughs> up friendships. <laughs> we forgot to add in Addie's uh, real housewives cut away where she said, I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. And, and is now calling Andrew out on everything. Everything's not great. <laughs> that's right. Everything's not great. I'm Addie. Why rich? Why rich? Why are you rich? Because I'm married a rich husband bitch (laughs) (laughs) really quickly though like uh here's my impression of like uh the guy who a guy who like writes for seinfeld okay i'm not here to make friends like that was that was another joke. Um, <laughs> I actually, Andrew, I really that was a really good one. You just you just you, know, you, you backed off of it really fast. Yeah, you, gotta, you gotta sell it. You gotta that believe in yourself. <laughs> I, I I really appreciate the encouragement. But like, uh, welcome, Addie. Uh, thank you so much for doing the show. Like, uh, we all love what you do, and you're clearly because like I know the name of your show yeah, really. the, the live show that you did um, but thank you so much for uh, coming on like uh, I'm such a big fan of like your your like Instagram and just like your just like personality and your thank like you. liveliness and like personhood <laughs> I really really just like it really brightens my timeline it really and just like this whole like very like bleak time that's something that's been very that makes me so happy to hear thank you Andrew when Andrew told us that you were joining us like a week or two ago maybe or when we were trying to get get you on the show i didn't know who you were um but I, I, so i stopped i don't know who you were well addy if it helps i've always known who you were ever since you started doing comedy so Ooh. that's right michael knew me as a baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry sean i think you were gearing up to give me a compliment and i'm so sorry yes, for delivering you, deli- you delivered you <laughs> i was um, there in my gray outfit my gray uniform <laughs> delivering you as a baby yeah uh no but so i stalked your instagram and uh i was just like i was scrolling through and i i saw this video with this very interesting looking thumbnail and i clicked on it and it was you crying in the car right around election time oh my god i was dying over it how would you describe how would you describe what's going on in that video? You're in your car yes. with with your little doggy. Yes, I am. And uh, checks out Birdie. Mm-hmm. Birdie is that Birdie right there? This is Birdie that right I here. See. There she oh, goes. Oh, Birdie! Hi, Birdie! Hi, Birdie! Um, and uh, oh, little baby Birdie! <laughs> Just um, and uh, it's you. You're 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 crying, and uh, there's a little bit of snot dripping down from your nose. Just like. <laughs> Just like Birdie's doing now, just right. cleaning, just clean it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, is oh my god, it killed me. The and fun, I was like showing everybody the behind the scenes of that video. So basically, it is a video where I'm playing a heightened character of myself, <laughs> like please vote for Joe Biden. But I am yeah. like sobbing, a lot of snot. That is because mm. I was driving home and I had been accidentally off my antidepressants, and I was so sad and I was crying so hard, mm. and I was actually 
crying to my mom about internet videos and like the pressure to make internet content but not feeling funny and sure. and how like it actually is important because people do get jobs from what they do on the internet but it's free work and you don't and the algorithm and what if you put up as shit and i was just right. crying and crying and crying and then i was like this would be a good video for the internet oh it was a perfect it was perfect <laughs> and i was like I, how can i use the snot <laughs> addy when you say when you say i kind of look pretty in that video that like really gets me that really got me i was like this is i was, so I was laying good. in bed later that night and it popped back into my mind that line and i just busted up laughing. <laughs> that makes you really happy thank you so yeah. much <laughs> thank you yeah yeah hilarious um and just like um another thing i appreciate you like really quickly is just like i really appreciate like how you're you like you know if people just like glance at your like you know instagram profile they'll they'll see like a very bubbly you know energetic like and you are that too this is but good. like this I is really, really good to know this is good information <laughs> for me to know how i come off at first and then at a no, 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 i actually appreciate I'm you actually like sincere. okay okay good. so like bubbly and like energetic and just like high energy and like really like vibrant and stuff like that that's really awesome but like then like you'll like share like you know You'll occasionally like share a post about depression. You'll share a post about just like, cool. That's a really cool thing. And just like, it really, um, yeah, that's just like something I just want to like compliment you on too. So, um, Thanks. yeah, that's so nice. Thank you so much, Andrew. I, um, I always hope that I'm not, there's a, a word, especially like right now on the internet and in comedy of like something being cringe, especially mm -hmm. if it's sincere, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I feel like. Like, I, yeah, I have depression. I got diagnosed with ADHD. I have an eating disorder. I've been like I had sexual abuse when I was like younger. Is this way too much to say in a sentence? Maybe. But it's no. like it's I think what's kind of fucking awesome about doing comedy is that like I get this opportunity to turn so many shit things into some stuff that's funny or stuff that resonates with other people. And like truly, whenever anything bad happens to me, I'm. I'm like, well, at minimum, this will be a great story or like at minimum, this will probably be a funny story to tell on stage or I guess I'll just wait a couple of days and then this will be funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like um, my friend said something awesome about there's a difference between secret and private. And I love mm -hmm. that being like me being depressed is not a secret thing. It's a private thing, which means that it's my choice if I want to share it. Right. And mm -hmm. it's like it's if you when you talk about something on stage it's like hey this is a thing that i have and i am making the choice to let it be yeah. known and there's a lot of power in that and then you get to laugh at it because it's like yeah exactly <laughs> yeah totally and you were saying earlier like cringe is like the the name of the game right now like that's what you see everywhere and like i think people see cringe content when someone's being like very obviously not themselves like i think king of cringe right now or at least what i see on like tiktok a lot is like people make fun of matthew morrison randomly because i think everyone rewatched glee over the like <laughs> quarantine and matthew morrison's the like teacher in glee have you ever seen is, glee? He, re is yeah. he really cringe on tiktok it's because they see this like he not only is this like weird character in Glee, but he also is like not presents himself as like the same person as that character, like day to day. Oh, and like oh, like he's going to be no. like an inspirational like teacher. But no, we all know he's not that. So no, it, it becomes he just this, plays like, one on TV. Yes. So it's just like. It, that is true cringe. But if he were like, hey, guys, like that was just a character I was doing. It's all good. Like we'd be much more keen to like him, you know, but 
but because he's only portraying like this Ryan Murphy character effectively, not not that Ryan Murphy characters don't have their merits, but you know, they have their merits in television. You know what I mean? No, I think I think this will always be true is that people will always appreciate and be drawn to honesty and authenticity. That's sure. exactly what I'm trying to sure. say. Sorry, Matthew Morrison, if you're listening. <laughs> but also, welcome God, to the pod, is. Matthew Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing I want to ask really quickly mm-hmm. uh, before we get to Phoebe Bridgers is um, th- this is like, you know, and kind of tying in with the video of like you crying and like your dog licking your snot on your <laughs> nose. Um, the um, the uh, I want to quickly talk and look, look back on like your um like the gas station, like dance party that sure. you started on the day we knew that Joe Biden was going to be president. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's just like, that is to me, one of the biggest, that is my biggest feeling of like FOMO I've ever experienced. I'm just like, man, I really wish I could be, I live on the East coast and stuff. So like, Oh man, I really wish I could have. Oh, this been is there, so late like, for you. Just... Thank you so much for recording so late, Andrew. Oh no, it no is worries. It's 7 PM my no time and it is 10 PM yours. Okay. <laughs> no, no, late, I love gang. It. I love okay. It. We like, staying um... up, baby. Talking about sad <laughs> yeah. music. Let's get Fun it. Sleepover yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, but like, that's like one of the biggest like feelings of like FOMO. Like I got to like, like I felt of just like, oh, I wish I could be there. But also like when Joe Biden was elected, like I didn't like do a big celebration or anything like that. Yeah. I just kind of looked at my phone and went like, yeah, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. just like, <laughs> yeah. but like the idea of just like the idea of just like um, watching those videos and watching like everyone be so happy and stuff like that gave me some permission to like feel like a little like that celebratory, like even though I knew like it wasn't going to be perfect, even though I knew. Oh, yeah. I mean. Demi, Demi and I, well, one, thank you so much for bringing this up for me, because Demi is way more well known than I am. And most of the time people would be like, Demi, a Digiwee-based car party. And my dad will literally like text me and be like, haha, you're not famous enough yet. (laughs) And I'll be (laughs) like, you don't know who you are. (laughs) It's in a fun, it's a fun, my dad and I, we kid. Um, (laughs) But I appreciate, it is my car, it was my car. So Demi and I are outgoing, extroverted comedian performers and we co-host everything's great with our friend nick coacher yeah, the name i knew huh a name <laughs> knew. of course he did and uh nick was out of town uh but we all live like very close to each other um but but demi more so like nick not so much but demi and i live a block away from each other or we did at the time wow. he just moved so i was actually at the dog park when I got the notification and then Demi texted me like, where are you come out to outside to our block? Because we got bagpipes. People are celebrating. <laughs> and I was like, I'm on my way. And like, I pulled up 15 minutes later, he's on the side of the road in like a robe playing a, um, like a keyboard harmonica thing. We just start screaming. Everyone's honking. It just feels amazing. And then Paul Shear pulled up a uh, friend of the pod, a friend of ours. And he was like, <laughs> guys, there's going to be a parade on Hillhurst. And I was like, sick, we love parades. Let's go. (laughs) And so we went back into our respective homes. We changed. And then I thought we were going to a parade. Like I thought it was going to be walking. I was like, I'll put on a cute outfit in case we take a photo. And I'm driving like alone with my dogs and just blasting fuck Donald Trump. (laughs) And we, and I pull up (laughs) and it's so crowded. And I, I didn't want to go park because I wanted to have my car near me. And then I saw that like the gas station was open. So I was like, I'm just going to pull my car in. (laughs) So I pulled it in. I parked it. I'm still blasting music. I find Demi and I'm like, my car is here. He's like, oh, how far? And I was like, no, it's like 
right here if you want to. And he's like, get on it. I was like, yeah. (laughs) So then we just got on and then didn't get off for eight hours. Oh, my gosh. I don't. It's like we blacked out. Like we just had it, it. People were giving us champagne. People were playing music. It's like we just never could leave. And we started being in charge of the music. And I listen, Demi and I also love music like I I will honestly be on any podcast about music I love it so much um I there's always a saying that like comedians want to be rock stars and rock stars want to be comedians and Mm. I think Mm -hmm. there is a lot of truth to that because it's like I don't think I will ever put out albums of music but I will listen to albums of music and they will inform my comedy my art Mm -hmm. but like being able to play songs and to dance and just like lose ourselves in pure relief and joy because we got called Biden supporters Mm -hmm. a lot. And that that is technically true because we did support him and vote for him. But he's I mean, Joe Biden is a moderate. I mean, like, I don't know, like he's he's going to break my heart a thousand times. He's already, you know, but the relief that like that democracy could work and that maybe if we all tried really hard to phone bank and care about each other, that could work and like government is imperfect but if we are listening to each other and leading with love and learning and growing and coming together as a country obviously you know i know this is coming out in march but like it like so clearly the country is not we, we are incredibly divided it's not great um but it's nice to know that like we worked so hard to at least get the government to a place where maybe we can work together i don't know i'm not a government official i'm just saying that like i think the car celebration was oh my god it happened the bad guys didn't the bad guy the bad guy didn't win (laughs) um maybe we can do this maybe you know maybe we can live yeah there's so hope (laughs) it's so dark i mean that's the, the the world right now but it's so dark so i think it just felt like a glimmer and and everyone was like we know it's only today like it felt like everyone was giving each other a pass yeah, like yeah, we yeah. know that we're not happy and we know that we haven't fixed it and we know there's still a pandemic <laughs> but today today we dance yeah, sure. <laughs> you gotta yeah. celebrate sometimes <laughs> totally and those celebrations make the hard work worth like there's always going to be some guy who's like you know like don't get too comfortable sure. you know and that's that's absolutely valid that's and it's his true. personality unfortunately that is that person's personality <laughs> Mm-hmm. The people, the people like, who uh, yeah, the, I, don't celebrate and are like, you gotta still work until you <laughs> fucking die. That's their, they're the same people who also didn't watch Game of Thrones and want you to know that they didn't. Yes, you know I mean? yes. <laughs> that's their personality. <laughs> like celebrations are what makes life worth living. Like that's yeah. like I, I, right now, <laughs> this is so dumb, but like me and my boyfriend all week we talk about we can't wait to watch the new episode of Drag Race like and we talk about it and that's like our touch point that's like what keeps us like grounded as humans like yeah. this enjoyable reality show that we both like like we met at a party watching Drag Race did like, you really? it's like it's like oh, a thing yeah we did that. I was hosting it yeah it's pretty oh. so it's like cute to us but it's also like we like y- you can't and then people are like oh but RuPaul's problematic oh but da 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 but it's like okay thanks fun ruiner like let me enjoy my thing like i'm not watching it because i freaking love rupaul like it's like (laughs) you know there's like a million factors of play right and it's the internet is it's really scary like what you like don't yuck someone's yum yeah and i think like and just listen to people if someone like if someone you really someone you really cared about who cared about you was like hey rupaul personally 
hurt me in this right. way. It would then mean a I lot would of maybe you didn't them. Yeah, then you would have a conversation with that person. But it's like, I literally tweeted about the Capitol. I, I, I was like kind of tweeting quote unquote jokes or whatever about stuff. And then I watched the video of like the woman bleeding out. Sorry, this is dark, but it's Phoebe Bridges episode. Oh, yeah. whatever. She literally parts of her parts of her album are inspired by murders from Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Anyways, so watching the woman bleed out, I was I was just reminded of also watching the videos of violence against black people this summer and of being like, I don't want to normalize this in my brain. Mm-hmm. I don't. And 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 being like, I'm not I don't agree with her. I don't agree with any of these people, but I don't like that I'm scrolling through my phone and I just saw a human dying. That's really Mm -hmm. triggering. And I like tweeted being like, okay, I need to take a step away because I just watched that video and it's really triggering and traumatizing. And like, I don't know what to do about this. And someone commented or like replied being like, like, she got what she deserved. What the fuck is this lib take? And I was like, uh-huh. it's not a liberal take. It's a human take. L- literally, I'm, it's someone dying. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, where's I was like, the Internet is is unforgiving. Yeah. And we are at peak lonely, angry, horny, fucked up. Like we are not happy people. And the Internet is where we are living right yeah. now. All right. Just because just because someone's like. Republican or like a far right or far left or whatever doesn't mean you want them to die. Like that's and also that doesn't mean I want to watch it on a video. Exactly, yeah. exactly. There's so many things to go to before we get to that. You know, what were we talking about? The last thing I'll say about this whole like topic is just like um I had this whole like existential crisis like last year about just like really like I I just, I just had this whole thing of like. Man, what's the point of pleasure? Yeah. What's the point of feeling good? Yeah. Because it's like, you know, what's the feeling of just going like, huh, you know, like because that goes away. But then I um, but then just like my therapist said, like, you need that. You need that. Like, what's a life without pleasure? What's a life without like joy or like, you know, happiness or like little, those brief flashes of just like or like when I listen to like a podcast or when I like, you know, like listen to like a show I really enjoy or, or watch a show where I really enjoy. Like what's what's a life without that? So like I think like um to I think this just like so to see that celebration just like was like a weird I, I don't want to like make it too make it more important than it was. No, but like I the will idea say of this like, a lot of people messaged me from all over the world being like, I don't know you, but I just want to say that that like no one in my town is celebrating because we're in a Republican town and I feel so alone and seeing the celebration makes me feel a part of something. And I'm like, that's actually what's good about the Internet. Like that's like it makes me feel good Yeah, <laughs> when it actually brings people together. Yeah. Yep. Find your tribe a little bit, a little bit or just seeing. I don't know. There's um my whole background is in improv and there's this great improv quote by um Susan Messing. And I'm like an improv nerd in the way mm-hmm. that like I studied theory and read books and studied in Sweden. And I think improv is the most amazing wow. thing in the world, not like institutionalized, but like creating something in the moment and agree. Yes. And, and blah, blah, blah. Shoot me. Anyways, yeah. in Susan Messing has this great quote that I think I'd like to live my life by to a certain extent, which is, if you're not having fun, you're the asshole. 
it's very direct. I don't know if I agree, like the, the phrasing can be very direct. But then if you marry that with like the serenity prayer, which is a banger ass prayer, um, which is which is for all my fellow 12 steppers out there. It's um, like grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, wisdom to know the difference. And it's like, do I have control over who wins the election? No. Like to a certain extent, I could phone bank and do all that stuff. But when I had voted and all the votes were in, do I have any control? No. Do I have control over how I celebrate? Do I have control over how I like literally I didn't look at my phone that week because I was like, it's not going to help. I'm just going to feel bad. And I have control over that. So I'm like, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to make a good week. I'm going to take a bath, hang out with my dogs. I'm going to dare to have fun (laughs) because no one's going to do that for you. Only you can listen to the music you want to listen to, dress the way you want to dress, decorate your apartment the way you want apartment and have fun. No one's going to no one can make you have fun except for yourself. And also no one's actually going to get mad at you if you do. You know, mm-hmm. damn, that's yeah, awesome. That's, Thanks, that's you guys are awesome. That I am like very, I'm like really moved. And like, I'm really <laughs> We're gonna like, get you, know, you to wear bright clothing by the end of this podcast. We're gonna get art on your wall, and we're gonna get bright clothes on you. And Michael, we're gonna get you in a blue oh sweatsuit. <laughs> I, Sean, I, I you're crushing it. Blue, <laughs> Sean, you're doing great. Sean has a rainbow flag. I, I, I must, I must plug my closet real quick. <laughs> my normal clothes are fun, but when I'm yeah. not being seen by humans, uh, I, I dress for comfort over style. So, <laughs> Michael, you do dress very fun. You have that Twitter thread of you uh, in different outfits. Oh, like, me as blenders with you next to blenders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was a stroke of uh, genius, in my opinion. It's my forever pinned tweet. You know, like when you have a tweet that yeah. you're like, "This is perfect. No one can mess with this." Like, I want everyone to know me by this yeah. immediately. Yes, yeah. yes. So that thread is my uh, forever pinned tweet. Although recently, uh, my my ex girlfriend from college got engaged and. And I tweeted, uh, you know, that Billy Ray Cyrus much to consider. Yeah, picture. I, saw that. I tweeted that with uh, <laughs> just just found out my ex-girlfriend from college got engaged much to consider. And I had like people who I haven't talked to in like years be like, you doing OK? Like, oh, no. you doing OK, sweetie? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm gay. Next. Sweetie, I'm, I'm gay. gay. So I'm doing I'm great. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. Look at my blender thread. Like, look at this pin tweet. You can tell. Like <laughs> there's fruit in the blenders for a reason, babe, honey. <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about people. Okay, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew has the yeah. hard job of keeping on track. I know. I, I, I can I, just be I like love this blenders. Yeah. <laughs> just like the, the inflatable, like. Car yeah. dealership man of like hosts. Oh, um, I wish you guys could see Michael's arms right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like let's talk about Phoebe Bridgers. Um, so fun fact, uh, we have the same the birthday. Three... I was waiting to say that. Oh, so we wow. don't have the same year, but we are both August seventeenth. And then actually, also the guy that I dated this past summer, who, who when we ended things, the album made me so sad. His birthday is also August 17th. So me, him and Phoebe Bridgers all August 17th, but we had ended things before our birthday. And I didn't know whether to text him to be like, Hey, Phoebe, (laughs) she has the same birthday as us because I was like, we're not really talking right now. (laughs) Did, Did you consider sending him? I know the end. Uh, as a link. <laughs> no, because I'm not 14 anymore. 
as much as I make him a playlist with just one song. I have made people playlists. Yes. yes. Um, but I have I did not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. I I applaud your emotional maturity. Thank you. I am 15. I'm kidding. Um, but I saw on your Instagram stories that she was like three or so on your like top plate artists of 2020. What's funny is I think it, I like really, I listen to a lot of songs on repeat. So I think I only really listened to a handful of Phoebe Bridger songs, but I listen to them a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Garden Song fucked me. Ah, <laughs> Kyoto. Like, yeah. but also, oh my God, if you haven't heard, Phoebe Bridges version of Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah. Oh, it's so uh, good. Of course we have. It's of course so we have. The the way at the end where she goes, um, oh yeah. And like drops it like all the way down. I've rewound <laughs> and just listened to it. Just to feel <laughs> it. Have you seen the um do you know Boy Genius? Yes. Have you seen so, did you watch the Brooklyn Steel performance when she's like no. belting and all watch that on YouTube? <gasps> it's so good. Boy Genius, I've like wanted to go. So I'm a big also Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus uh, fan. So Boy Genius, I was like, this is a crossover episode for forever. Chef's Kiss. I was like, this is so so Chef's Kiss. And then I didn't know that she was in Better Oblivion Oblivion community for a while. I was just like, I like this band also. (laughs) She sounds kind of like another girl that I like a lot. (laughs) It's like, oh, it's the same person. It's Hannah Montana. Yeah. Um, it's, a Miley, it's a Hannah Miley thing. Um, but I got into her. My friend Andy Bustios was really into her and her last album, I know. And I think I remembered that. And then I remember, I think one of her songs popped up on my Discover Weekly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, let me give the sad girl another chance. <laughs> uh, and then she's just kind of been floating in rotation, especially for like sad songs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, but then this year was a sad year and it Mitzi, Phoebe, Julian, Lucy, Muna, Olivia O'Brien just ended up being this like cocktail yeah. of how I was feeling. Absolutely. <laughs> that, if I listen to the amount of sad songs that you apparently listen to, Addie, I you I I would I would be in my uh, black and white uniform right now. Like you, <laughs> I would have sepia toned skin. Like you would see a cloud of rain above me right now. It would be what's, very awful. What's so funny is like I guess I must have listened to those songs a lot because I listened to a lot of other music. I think. You know what it is? This is what I think. This is what I think the math did. I think I listen to a lot of different music all the time. And I'm like, love my Discover Weekly. I love getting playlists from other people. So I think like I listened to so much different music, but those five ladies were the ones I listened to like the most consistently. They were year round. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'll listen to one song on repeat for a week and then not listen to it again for a year. So but Mitski was three months. <laughs> like these girls were like always back to being sad. And I guess, yeah, I guess I was sad a lot this year. So what? Wait, why? Really? <laughs> um, I had my period like for 300 days. It's super soft. 12 times. Oh, yeah. that's how they work. Okay. Yeah, they work. Thank you for clearing that yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Addie, I don't know if you heard before. Yeah. I'm gay, so ew. ew. So don't tell me about your period. Ooh. Ew. Ew. Yeah, and I'm also gay, so period. <laughs> yum. Mm. 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 Love 
<laughs> but yeah, like, uh, what about you, Michael? <laughs> like, what are what are your impressions of uh, Phoebe, uh, Phoebe Bridgers? Bridgers? Uh, well, so I, I, as I've said, I don't really listen to a lot of like slow music, or if I do, it's like a rare a rarity for me i have to be playing like a video game like stardew valley or harvest moon or something like that demi lovato stone cold vibe (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, as written by poot uh (laughs) no uh i well like if i listen to slow music it'll probably be like a movie soundtrack or a movie like that's the like i play the cello and the piano uh so it's like i like i like music and i get it but like (laughs) i need I have depression and I need mood boosters yeah. basically like to keep me up. So a lot of what I listen to is like Dua Lipa, you know, like I love it. So Phoebe Bridgers, I see a lot of like the gays I follow on Twitter and Instagram. They're like, oh, my gosh, I love this. I love to read my book, sit on a yard, you know, like, <laughs> you know, that uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, uh, you know, all girls do is eat hot chip and lie. Yeah. I saw like all sad gays <laughs> do is read books and listen to Phoebe yeah. Bridgers. Like that, that was kind of and eat hot chips. <laughs> <laughs> and eat hot chips, still eating hot chips. Yeah. But I, so I would see that and I'd be like okay not gonna listen to that (laughs) like whatever and then sean shared this to his story and sean is like someone who i don't consider to be like okay i'm gonna skip what he's listening to like i'll actually check out what sean posts and so oh that's not nice i like listen to it i skip whatever whatever sean like listens to (laughs) that's because we hate each other not for me i'm kidding yes yes It's because they shut down, shut each other down on the podcast. Good, so my plan yeah, is really. working. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, this is too long. I'm giving you I've too had long Andrew muted this whole time, by the way. So, <laughs> um, okay, wait. So you were like, I don't want to listen, but then Sean was like, but that Sean shared it, and then I listened to it, and I was like, oh my god, this is immediately too sad for yeah. me, <laughs> and so I had to like stop, and then like whenever I was having like an amazing day. That's when I could revisit this album that's, and like not have it ruin my day. That's so interesting. That's like that's one thing I was going to ask you guys actually was like when you're in like if you're in a sad mood, do you guys find yourself gravitating more towards sad music or like more happier, upbeat music to get you out of the funk? Oh, so I think I also experienced like different types of sad and a lot of my like progress or like recovery or whatever mm-hmm. this past year was feeling my feelings because I yeah. think I've used I've used like people and food and weed and stuff to numb out and not feel how I'm feeling sure. and kind of like a really big win for this year was that I felt shitty and yeah. I let myself feel that way and I didn't yeah. use things to numb out and I grew a lot it fucking sucked sure. <laughs> but I did it and I think with sad it's like I think I now have an idea of when I am sad because I'm like, I really miss that guy that I dated and I'm reminiscing about that and I'm feeling and I'm just feeling sad and I want to just feel a little sad. And then there is I am depressed and I can't get up because of the world. And this is preventing me from doing my work, from cleaning myself, from cleaning my home, from eating food. And that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So then I will put on Motown music. I will put on like sure. big horns. I'll put on gospel. I'll, I'll put it on all the speakers and I'll turn all the lights on and I will just like get up. So Phoebe, I honestly will like listen to if I'm like driving and hmm. or like a little high and like I want to kind of sit and be in that gentle sad. Sure. 
but I can't. Yeah. But if I'm too delicate, mm. I can't because yeah. it's it's just hurting That's a great myself. Yeah. No, that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Well, I do have a question for maybe Michael is mm-hmm. because you know so much about music theory. Do you find that like in those like dance pop um like ballad almost them using like minor sevenths and like them using so it's like it's upbeat but there's like a couple minors thrown in or like what makes it that that melancholy tone that isn't like phoebe bridgers which is like slow and muted (laughs) acoustic guitar picking and like soft vocals and sad lyrics (laughs) you know a lot of the time a lot of the time people dismiss i think like big pop music because it's like popular like you know, it's cool to not like what's popular and not like what's big. Um, sorry if this is this is not me avoiding your question, but this is just me addressing it a little bit more. But it's like, um, you know, you have to address like all of it, like lyrically, what's it addressing or even like, you know, what is the mood that's being expressed here? Like theory is a whole thing and that'll provide like the feeling behind it, like Lady Gaga music. For I was just going to say Lady Gaga. All of it. All of it. Have you ever heard the like string covers like the vitamin string quartet? Yes. And they like cover like bad romance or whatever. And it sounds amazing, but they're not adding anything new into it. They're just parsing it out so so that you're here. You're not hearing the like big production. You're hearing like all the individual parts that go into it. Like there's a reason that like 15 people work on these songs. Like it's big pop, but it's like they're It's so intricate. And I really like to like find yeah. something new. Like uh, I was listening to Lana Del Rey and I and I was listening to it with Hayden. Arguably, Lana Del Rey is like sad pop. Oh, I've cried to um, video games in high school. Mm. So much. Absolutely. And I was like, I love the harmony here at this part. And it's like counter harmony where it's like uh, it goes against the way she's saying the chorus every other time. And uh, Hayden, my boyfriend, was like, I didn't even notice that. And I was like, it's fun. Yeah, I've also loved this song and it's fun. Like, My friend Megan is a dancer and she taught me to like listen better of being like, you hear that mm-hmm. pop, 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 pop. I was like, no. And then I listened <laughs> harder. And now it's fun to like close your eyes and really listen to music and yeah. try to hear the things in the way back, like the bass line mm-hmm. or like a. Yeah, it's fascinating. I love yes. it. But yeah, like uh, Sean, like uh, re- like really quickly, what's your like uh, experience of Phoebe? Oh, yeah. oh, I love like, her so much. Um, <laughs> I think it was similar with Michael where I like I think some like twink posted about Phoebe Bridgers on Twitter and I was like, OK, I'll check her out. And I like fell in love immediately. Her voice is I think I think she just conveys what she's trying to say so well with her voice and the uh just the actual like musical arrangements and the sounds of her albums. And I like, you know, branched off into like boy genius and better oblivion. And, uh, and then from there, like Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker and such. And, uh, but also she's just so like all the interviews I've seen, she's so down to earth and she's just super funny. And, uh, like there was, yeah. she was in like a ASMR, like massage video where she's just getting massage for like an hour. And I was like, I love her so much. She's just so cool. Like, <laughs> She's also like friends with one of my friends. I haven't met her. Yeah. It's like, but it's not, I don't know if I would meet her or whatever, but I, but my friend who I love dearly can vouch that she's dope. He's like, oh, Phoebe, Phoebe rocks. And he's known her for a long time, like before she got big. And he was like, it's so cool to see people like her now. Yeah. And she just seems so genuine. So, yeah. And she's making what she wants to make. And what do we like? 
honesty. Yeah, exactly. Authenticity. Yeah. That's it is right. not cringe. Not well, cringe. And that's just not Matthew Morrison, apparently. Not Matthew Morrison. <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers is not Matthew Morrison. That's actually your Instagram bio right now. I think I finally understand. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Matthew Morrison. You mentioned the, like her being so honest, and I think that's what's so, what I really like about her lyrics is like, they're so they're very specific to like certain events that happened to her, like, like her, like walking around the Seven Eleven and shit like that. Like it's not quite as universal stuff. And I really like that. It's just like, she's laying it out there in the open and honest about it and stuff. So I think that's, I think it makes it a lot more interesting <laughs> to bring that to improv. And then Andrew, I do want to know uh, you or um, uh, your attachment to Phoebe, but with improv, thing that we always were taught was like specificity over generalization because even if you have never walked around a 7-eleven like that when you hear someone say like i was super like i was super sad walking around a 7-eleven trying to pick which harboro candy i was going to eat a whole bag of in my car you if you you don't be like well i can't relate to that because i've never done that but your brain because we're humans and we always want to relate and like be the same we will automatically go to, well, not a 7-Eleven, but I've been in a Wawa and I have that same relationship with pretzels. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have an immediate emotional attachment in a way that isn't mm. the same, but is the same. And it's way. And I think Katy Perry, honestly, I think a lot of times her songs could be so good if her lyrics were less general. Sure. I think a lot of. Do yes. you ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, it's like, what kind of plastic bag? Katie? <laughs> Where is it blowing around in the wind? <laughs> do, you, do you ever feel like a paper or plastic bag? Yeah, like, like, through the wind? You know, or even just being a like, Trader Joe's bag. Honestly, that gives me more, you know? Um, so that's what I would say about like, I think her specificity makes her a better artist. And I think when I see artists use more and more specificity in their work, I genuinely like their music. Yeah, I completely Mm -hmm. agree. I really wasn't following any of it till like, you know, I had to listen to it for the show. So um, I knew like Sean wrote, you know, when we like first got Sean and Michael to like host the show, uh, he said like we usually like give people options of like what they would like to listen to. And like there's Orville Peck and then Phoebe Bridgers like was one of the third ones. And then I was like, oh, let's find a way to like cover this, too. You know, let's find a way because also she's big and she's going to um, she's a she's like a four-time Grammy winner and stuff like that. And like, it was really exciting. It was just like, you know, I want to like, you know, because she was so popular and because she was like in so many music conversations, it was a little daunting to like enter it, I guess of just like, uh, what if I don't like it? Or what if I don't like, you know, connect with it or something like that. And it was like, so Punisher itself was like, so hyped, like album of the year, pitchfork, number one, all that stuff. And like the first time I, so like there was a lot to live up to. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, Okay. You know, just like it was very understated. It wasn't like it's not like to pimp a butterfly where it's like this grandiose statement about humanity. It's like very small and personal, but very intimate. It and like into it's kind of like think. yes, 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 yes. The songs are very they're small, but they're she plays a lot with like atmosphere and sounds and it really broadens it out and widens it widens the sound out. So um, let's, uh, quick, let's get into themes of the record, uh, right after this break. Da, 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 da. And we're back here to talk about Phoebe Bridgers' Punisher. Punisher? I barely know her. Um, <laughs> I do. She's bad. 
so let's talk about um, themes of this record. A lot of the takeaways from this were her conflicts with uh, belief, uh, belief that other people hold and belief that uh, she holds and how she needs to like daily carry that on with her. I think that is like that's that's like something that really resonates with me. That's like the the books that I read, the stuff that I read. That's what I like to know about, like people's beliefs, like more so than beyond themselves, like political, religious, all that. It's stuff I love. So I, that's to me the number one theme of this album. What about you, Sean? Uh, well, a lot of it, too, is I feel like her recognizing that a lot of like a lot of it's about relationships and kind of one sided relationships and putting a lot of effort into relationships that where you don't get a lot in return. I think it's like I think it's like about, you know, the frivolous yet ethereal nature of like hopes and dreams of just like. Uh, it's um, so like it's very tied to what you guys are saying about belief and faith, belief and faith and stuff like that. Like uh, what's it called? Um, I think it's funny that you asked the question, what do you think the album is about? But then you also were like, but also it's only about whatever you think it's about, <laughs> which I think is true. I think that's like what's so powerful about music. And that's that thing we were talking about with specificity is that like. And I think that's also why I was always so scared as a kid to like tell people what music I liked, because if someone told me that I was wrong, it made me feel like everything I felt and and thought of and like experienced while listening to that music, which was very private, real things for me was incorrect. And like so much of your identity gets wrapped up in that, too. Like it's like an affront to your identity, too. Yeah. And it's like. Sometimes I listen to a song and I I literally have Googled what is the song about. Oh, sure. And <laughs> yes. there's almost never actual right. answers. And I always go, yeah, you saw that coming, Eddie. <laughs> well, that's that's what's so cool, too, is you can, you know, one day listen to it and react a certain way. And then depending at depending where you're at later in your life, like 20 years later, you can come back to it, listen to it and interpret it a different way. What are the outstanding themes for you, Addie? Depression. <laughs> um, I mean, Crying. I... I also like <laughs> I when when you when you emailed me being like, we're going to ask you what you think the themes are. I was like, oh, fuck, let me look it up. What are the themes? And I saw that that, you know, she had talked about like it's it's kind of like her journey into getting into therapy. And and like, obviously, she talks a lot about relationships. And I just bring it back to what I was freaking saying before was I think what came off to me and what resonated with me was like experiencing other people and experiencing relationships with other people and, and accepting your own control over those yes. situations. And I think like mm -hmm. Kyoto, right. which is like pretty clear, has a lot to do with her mm -hmm. father. There's a lot of acceptance in that of being like, you called what the thing about the birthday of being like, you called my brother on his birthday. You were 10 days late, but like, but at least you called yeah. like, or like, you know, I guess that counts. Um, the lyrics are, so much better than what I just well, and, and the line that stuck out to me in that song was when she was like, I don't forgive you, but please don't hold me to it. Oh, the my res she put her hands on my liver, told me yeah. that my resentment's getting smaller. I just there's so much there's so much reflection in this album. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like she yeah. is just reflecting on her life, both like past and present and just really reflecting and being really honest with her experience. And then I think what's cool is that it helps me reflect. Because like Kyoto, the beginning of the song is she's on tour. She's just like wandering around a 7-Eleven feeling despondent and depressed. And then she's thinking about why do I feel this way? And then she's like thinking about her dad. And then she's like really exploring these feelings. Like, so yeah, I think, yes, it's a very, um, 
it is about like her like reflecting and exploring and also just like exploring every nook and cranny of a perceived situation. Like, cause a uh, moon song is very much about her like, or, or like I interpret it as just like her really wanting to like cater to this emotionally unavailable person and like really making herself available, making herself a doormat. But then at the end, the last, like she kind of turns it around a little bit of like, she, she like, um, the line where like, you know, um, what's it called? He looks at the little bird that you killed and then like starts crying. Like then he, she kind of like puts some like humanity into him of just like, maybe he's realizing what he's doing isn't good. Or like, maybe he's realizing that like, um, that she's trying and like, but like, maybe she's like, killing a part of herself or something like that do you feel like you try to make yourself available to unavailable people um yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah maybe that's why I like the song. <laughs> i'm sorry addy this album is for reflecting not for us to reflect for phoebe bridges to reflect <laughs> i was like what if i asked I refuse, this question uh, <laughs> what would he answer on his podcast <laughs> i refuse to introspect on myself at all during this no thoughts just jokes smooth brain <laughs> smooth brain yeah. no thoughts sorry cringe i am matthew morrison <laughs> yeah watch me dance open up to me i'm your teacher Sure. <laughs> I want to start hitting on highlights. Let's hit on yeah. highlights. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Addy, do you want to start with your highlights? I really hate like picking the radio favorite. Like I, but, mm-hmm. and I know that it's Kyoto and Garden Song, but I think between the two, Garden Song is the one that I go to the most. Um, and really it's the, uh, it's, I, I will, the amount of times that I have just listened to it on repeat and, Sing cried mm-hmm. like um I'm getting taller, there must be something in the water. <laughs> so many times. So that is my highlight. Yeah. Garden song is and I think just the feeling that it makes me feel. I don't know. I really like it. <laughs> I think this song, like really quickly about Garden Song, I think this song encapsulates like what I thought the themes were of just like the idea of like uh dreaming of a better life. Like she's like talking about when her skinhead neighbor goes missing, I'll plant a garden in the yard. Just like dreaming of a better life without like this overt racism and then just like then the second verse is about her dreaming about intimacy and like that being like uh but that dream being cut off at the end and like that dream being deferred but then the bridge is her going like the doctor put her hand on my liver she told me my resentment's getting smaller so and then that's her realizing oh like the things i'm hoping for are within my grasp the things i'm hoping for are available to me and her dreaming of a better life is like a step towards a better okay, life. Okay, so I interpreted this so, differently. I also interpreted, I interpreted it differently. It, <laughs> oh, please. I interpreted it as, well, I think it, it's about her old relationship and that was, that they were together and then they broke up and it seems like she's, um, like, you know, our, our garden, like she's talking about our garden and I feel like it's her like, you know, kind of thinking about what their life would be like together, but it's not going to happen because that relationship is over. And I think it's like thinking about kind of like the, what could have been with the relationship that's not going to work. And then even the, the hand on my liver, um, is like, this was, it was like a doctor, not like a doctor, doctor, spiritual it was like a healer. Kind of doctor who like, it was like, like her nutritionist. Yeah, it's, her a spiritual, true story, yeah, it's a true story. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a nice kind of wink to like, her resentment's getting smaller. Like she's doing work on herself. She's going to therapy and she is resenting him less. And like, I think the song is so sweet. Cause I think I've, I think, I think it 
maybe sticks with me because I've dated a lot of people who I still very much love and we aren't together and it's probably going to stay that way. And I still think about like what our kids would be named or like where we would maybe live. Um, and my resentment's getting smaller and I, you know, still have so much love for them, even though we aren't in each other's lives. And that's why this song makes me cry. <laughs> well, and that's like what I kind of, I took kind of similar, a similar theme away from it, but just the idea of growing and like thinking about the title of the song, Garden Song. And she says, everything's growing in our garden. And she's growing as a person and healing. It's dealing with the question of, is it important how we got here? Like she mentions the house burning up, the notches and the door frame still standing. And I interpreted that as like, her her journey hasn't been easy with the house, like the house representing like all the shit going down around her or personal conflicts and everything like that. But the growth, the growth is still there and she's still growing. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. what I got from it. So. And you can't burn that down. You can't take away. Right. Like, you can't erase that. Right. Yeah. So you guys are so good at interpreting music. I, I literally am like, oh, he put his hands over her liver and her resentment's growing smaller. That must mean she's stopping Ew. drinking. <laughs> that must mean she's not drinking anymore. Wow. Good job. That's what you got. But I'm like, Sean, do you like reading poetry? I I go through phases where I'm like really, yeah, really into it. And I will say a lot of times I don't quite get it. And also poetry. Sure. Yeah, actually, honestly, but it's also <laughs> it's also like music is one of those things I keep coming back to. And I listen to over and over. like this album. I listen to I listen to Phoebe Bridgers like every week. And I listen to this album like probably like every week since it came out <laughs> for like months straight. And uh, so I kept coming back to it. I had time to process it with like poetry and books. I'll read it through once. And then I'm like, I don't really want to reread this. And so, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Phoebe and like Mitski, there are some artists where I'm like, their lyrics are very, po are very poetry. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And the more I listen to them, the more like it helps me think about it versus like me not like reading a poetry book. And that's why I asked Michael, because I was like, this, it feels like a very like breakdown of like, yeah. of, like from like a poetry class that I took in college. That's, I mean, I do. I do think of these lyrics <laughs> as like as poetry. Me too. Well, the way they're written literally looks like poetry. They it or prose because it's not. A B A B. Totally, and and doesn't go first course for exactly what you're saying. Like, there's a song. <laughs> um, oh, what song is it? Uh, maybe it's Savior Complex. Um, I love that one. No, maybe it, it might not be that one. But she says like copycat killer with a chemical cut, and I'm like the alliteration, baby. Like, I love that. Like, but that's just like that's a beautiful line to me. So, yeah. So, so I don't, so I don't get drowned out by the deepness of Sean and Andrew. Can I go next yeah. for my highlight? Yes. Is that okay with you guys? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that way, no one remembers it if it's dumb. Uh, that, that's why I'm. If it's dumb, we here. will remember it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, I feel like I talk about this like every week on the podcast. But like, I'm kind of like, I grew up really religious, and I still am pretty religious um but like especially marrying that with like being queer like that's like a whole thing and that's like a thing that i love to read about that's like something i like to talk to other you know gay people about right like it's a perspective that not a lot of people can have especially when like my family and i are still that's like a very sore subject right like they don't want to they don't want to like they don't consider my faith as real and you know it's just like a whole thing so for me, whenever I'm listening to this album and I get to Chinese satellites, I just like, oh, my God, it's like hitting a freaking wall. I start to like cry right away. And I like even no matter where I am, I'll be like hitting it and I'm just crying. And it's like like 
it talks about the afterlife a lot. And it's like the lyrics, I'd stand on the corner embarrassed with a picket sign sign if it meant I could see you when I die. Is it's like, you know, no one really knows, right? Like people are so confident in what they know is going to happen when they're going to die. But there's like, you know, as many thoughts as there are people on, on the who have ever lived, right? So mm-hmm. it's like uh, visiting it with this like, hey, I really respect that you believe this and I just don't know. Like, and the song is kind of about not knowing and it's about like, I don't believe that and so I'll believe on this Chinese satellite, right? Like, and I just think it's so like, I can relate to it and it really like, I don't know, it's just nothing can, nothing... It's it's scary and it's beautiful and it's it, it it's like hey I'm communicating this the best I can and yeah we really. will never see eye to eye on this. You're gonna make me cry. I want you to know that I want to see eye to eye with you and I think that that's exactly where I am twenty four seven. So it's like oh my god I love it. It's my favorite song on oh. the album or maybe I've heard in years. I don't wow. know. I can't believe you started this by being like, my answer is going to be stupid. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like a, it's not a poetic what? interpretation. It's very literal. That but... is because it's poetic to yeah. you and you had your own interpretation to it. Michael, you're perfect. I love your answer. <laughs> Andrew, you're next. <laughs> I think the best songs are very supplemental. You know, Childish Gambino, he said about the song 3005. Everyone thinks that song's about a girl. It's not about a girl. It's like whatever you need it to mm. be. You know, it's like supplemental. Just like it could be money. It could be God. It could be all this oh, stuff. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, so it could be about a relationship. It could be about God. And like that, but like, I think the thing I related to about this song and the thing that makes me cry about this song is not just the the yearning for faith or the desire to have faith, but also the she is searching to be enveloped by yes. something grander than her. Right. She is, she just wants to be, she talks about like, you know, being very disappointed when like she didn't get like a Harry Potter letter and she <laughs> yeah. didn't become a wizard or whatever you know and then like that like fun that meant core memory going like well i guess there's nothing out there you know and then but secretly hoping like man one yeah. day you know something like that so like i like and then just like the idea of like um wishing she could just like make that leap to like maybe f- look a little silly maybe look like and like look embarrassing to other people but not care because you know there's something out there's something grander she yearns to have the conviction that she sees in others yeah and she doesn't feel that for herself and i'm like girl like i growing up i did bible quiz i literally memorized books mm-hmm. of the bible and then like answered questions yeah. on it, right like that was the thing i did grant joel kim booster did that also <laughs> yes, he talks he about that in his stand-up and i'm like can Girl. relate to <laughs> like yeah. I did that and uh actually like uh and so it's like yeah all that stuff like I know it but it, I don't like it conflicted so directly at least the version of faith that I was presented with the identity that I knew to have so it was like you know you can't yearn for something but you can't agree it to your life so that that's what I love so much about this song uh sean or andrew <laughs> you're right that was dumb yeah I I'm, a, like, I'm just a dumb bitch just a dumb bitch crying over my place in religion and queerness 
just a dumbass bitch. <laughs> smooth brain, smooth faith, no thoughts. <laughs> okay, Andrew, your turn. <laughs> or Sean, whoever. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love Moon Song. That's my favorite song. I think it's, to me, that's the emotional linchpin. I- I'm sure many people will disagree. You know, many people, whatever. Um, but, like, the idea of just, like, um, once again, making a song about, like, making yourself so available to love someone who's emotionally unavailable. That's very true to me. And like, um, yeah, just like trying to, and, um, yeah, just like, uh, the idea of just like making yourself lower for someone and just like, um, you can do like, because of the fear that they'll leave because of the fear that they'll go away. If you don't continue to cater to them, if you complain about it, if you like go, if you like blow up or like get upset, then they're going to, they're going to be like, okay, I don't need, I don't need you anymore. And like, um, but then just like making yourself so readily available to someone who might not take you up on that, you know? I think like I've definitely done that all to answer your question, Addie, I've definitely done that a lot. Yeah, and I, my interpretation of the line, uh, I was so like, you know, it was my birthday. I was so happy. And like, um, but like, I didn't know what to say was that like, even in her dreams, she's still like kind of at either. I interpret it either as like, I don't know. I don't know what I want, even if I have it. And, or like, I am so happy that like, I don't even care that I had this prepared speech. I don't even care. And then, so like the idea of like being in love with someone's potential is the part that really resonates with me. The idea of like, man, but this could be, I, I, we, we literally like fights and we argue about dumb shit. And then I have a dream about just being so happy with you. And that brings me back, you know, that keeps me going and like that keeps that makes me put my faith in the potential of something. Oh, I have stayed with so many people based on their potential and not based on who they actually were. It sucks. Um, just like you hold me like water. The, the part where he, she, the part where she says you're, you're holding me like water in your hands. makes me <laughs> heave. It makes me like, mm-hmm. it's mm. just like, even if they could hold you, you're, you're like, you're just like this transient slippery being that like you can't be held. You know, I think that's like, even if they, even if you got exactly what you wanted, um, to, so I don't know. I'm dumb. No. I'm very dumb. <laughs> I'm getting <Shut> up. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Everyone is saying, I want to say for the record that everyone is being yeah. very honest and very authentic. And that's yeah. what we love. And also it's super vulnerable. And again, it's secret yeah. versus private. Uh, Addie, like, no were, were you, you going to call us cringe and make fun of us? <laughs> if you <weren't>, no. <laughs> no, I never call anybody cringe. I'm <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so dumb. I'm so cringe. I can't stop it. I can't stop saying cringe. I'm so dumb and cringy. No, I love that answer, Andrew. That also like that also like made me think about 30 different things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Being like, oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm constantly dating people based on their potential. I feel like this album's a little hard to talk about because like, first of all, I feel like we're not I feel like I'm not doing it justice of just like how poetic and how like, you know, there's so much. Yeah. But like just like the, but the idea of just like it might change next week, you know, my feelings on it might change next. But this is the one this is like the discussion we're having is the one that's going to be a little more immortalized. I think if our if our discussion could be as deep as the album, 
I would be Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd be like Michael Lamentato's right. Punisher is so good. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's not, you know, it's not our job to nail exactly what, yeah, it's not our job to be Phoebe, but I really like, I mean, I don't, it's not every day that I get to just talk about one album really focused with people. So it's really nice. So I appreciate what you said, Andrew. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Conch Shell Past. Going back to that idea of like, it's growing on me. Uh, Graceland 2 was one that I always skipped over when I first heard the album. And then going back and listening to yeah. it this time all the way through, I was like, oh, shit. This is, it just, it's so good. And it's about Julian Baker and her journey with drug addiction. And is it? I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I love songs. About I know. Friendship and she's like, well, and I like too how it. And they're on the song too, I think. Yeah, right? her and yeah. Uh, Julian or Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus do the harmonies on the chorus. Yeah, wow. Um, but and I like again how lyrically it ties back to Halloween when she's like, in Halloween, you know, she's saying like, "I'll do whatever you want or be whatever you want." I'll I can't remember what it is exactly, but it's along those same lines, like "I'll do anything for you." Um, and it lyrically ties back to Halloween, and I like the. It's baby, it's Halloween. We can be anything. It talks about having a mask. Well, on, but at the that. at the end of yeah. Halloween, they have the repeating like outro, like "I'll be whatever you want." Oh yes, um, yes, yes. And I think in Graceland too, she says like "I'll do anything for you" or something like that. And she's talking about Julian, and I'm just like, "Oh, that's so like a nice." It's kind of a cool oh way to like flip God. it. Yeah. I'll be anything for you. I'll yeah. do anything for you. Yeah. So oh. it just it really hit me hard. Graceland two really ties nicely with the themes we, we've been talking about. Of just like this is like the story of the song is it seems to be about like someone who's like very caged in by whatever she's mm -hmm. caged in by like like it could have been addiction it could be like a relationship or anything else but the idea of just like I, be the the relaxed free like just the tranquility after choosing to live freely and like but also like not knowing what's ha gonna happen next you know not knowing and then just like be like she says like a rebel without a clue mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go where my heart tells me to yeah. go and whatever direction is is the correct direction right. it's a contrast to halloween of just like being tethered to this person who's not going to give you what you want this person who's not going to give you what you need any other like any other highlights any that, that you want to like talk about like yes i know the end oh god yeah, I love the end. Oh, so that good. was that's my like song of the year for sure for me it like perfectly caps capulates capulate what am i trying to say captures encapsulates, yeah, encapsulates. thank Caps you yeah. encapsulates just 2020, the whole shit show that 2020 was and feeling like it's the apocalypse and then just letting out that giant scream at the end was like just how how I was feeling, you know? You want to hear my hot take that that reminds me of? It's never going to get better. We're just going to have to learn how to deal with it is what's going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. 2021 is going to be worse well, than 2022 is going to be even I worse. And then mm, well, that's just what it's going to be. Well, it's like things don't get better we get better at, at coping kind yes. of yeah. yes yeah and, wow. and we get better at like you know like uh, the whole thing of um the thing that keeps going around like we're better than this mm -hmm. like america is better than this no we're not we're exactly this that's why it's happening we can do better than this we have the capacity to we yes. will because we are growing um not we are like no this is exactly what we are saying that we are better than this is gaslighting 
how people are actually America. reacting and gaslighting yeah. America. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not better yes. than this. This yeah. is what America is. And this is what 2020 was. And it doesn't just clean slate at 2021. But, you know, to kind of go to what I was saying before, of like, what do you have control over? And it's like, are you in therapy? Are you talking to your friends? Are you mm-hmm. dealing with tr- this trauma in a way that's going to help you down the line and not destroy right. you? And... I don't know. I think like the primal scream is like a great yeah. way to let it out. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. are you holding things in? I mean, someone tweeted, I forget, I really know should I should know who tweeted. Um actually I'll I'll find the thing. Someone tweeted like men will really storm the Capitol, then go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's very true. I just wanna find that account. So I cite my sources. Um yeah, it's Ruby Ruby Giuliani said men will literally right. storm the Capitol instead of going to therapy. <laughs> worth good. waiting for it. Like worth waiting yeah, for the Ruby. Because truly. Yeah, Ruby Giuliani. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, and just yeah, I think because I mean 2020, like it was even outside like outside of COVID and you know politics like i got so i got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes this year or last year i guess and it's been like fucking awful and like i'll have days where i'm like pissed off and like punching pillows and just freaking out about it and so that song it's like i mean obviously that's not what she's talking about but the uh yeah just that scream at the end and just the the build up into the like cathartic release was like how i was feeling like it really resonated with me so that's what we were saying before of being like she could have intended yeah. she wrote it for one reason but it resonates with you and another and that's what's fucking dope yeah. about yeah, exactly. music yeah. <laughs> that's all you guys are doing the podcast about it mm-hmm. it's and like um like you were saying it like addy it's like kind of like taking your autonomy like i'm just like i'm not gonna go down my hometown in a tornado i'm gonna follow it like even though it's dangerous even though it's scary i'm just like the world's ending. This all's terrible. Like the the instrumental breakdown at the end sounds like like hell, yeah. basically. Um, yeah. And just like the the just like the onslaught of the internet, kind of a little bit too. Um, but then just like um, it's also like preceded by like this like uh, introspective, like tender breakup song too. Uh, just like you know. You always pushing you away from me, but you come back with gravity when I call you come home, a bird in your teeth or the idea of just like, but then her like them, like leaving each other and then being okay with it. Like it, too. Also it's about her or it's dedicated to her pug, right? Who died after 16 years. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, in wow. The, in the album, she had a dog who's a little black pug and he died and like profoundly as like the coming home to an empty apartment Aww. line is... Uh, it's about, it's about. That's more sad than a breakup. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that. After we, after we, after we, like you know, finish like you know, after like the COVID vaccines distributed, we need to find a way to like have little black pugs live forever. Like that's the next <laughs> vaccine that we need. <laughs> to we Scientists. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need white pit bulls next, next though. Actually, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's my my little dog, my Zelda. Yeah, She's actually, but you know what, Birdie? You know, it, it's going to be her time mm. soon. Let's just let her go in peace. You know, we're just going to let her okay. go. <laughs> yeah, I want Zelda to live forever. I'm just kidding. Though, so. I'm just kidding. I want you to live forever. Thank you. I want, I, by the way, like uh, white pit bulls, I want Mr. Worldwide to live forever. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, that is so good. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
I want to quickly go through the rest of my highlights just like really fast because like we, we got to like uh, wrap up soon. Um, Kyoto is really great. Uh, just like um, the idea that like, you know, she talks about like her dad like being abusive, like having some abusive like tendencies and stuff like textbook abuse and stuff like that. So like the idea of like, you know, not forgiving her, not forgiving him, but not holding, not, but please don't hold me to it. I have the idea of just like, but I see that you're trying. I see that you're trying to fix things. I see that you're trying to get sober. I see that you're trying to reconnect with like, you know, my little brother, even though, you know, he, even though you kind of messed up, you kind of like didn't get it right, completely right. And then just like the idea of, and then also like remembering, like remember getting the truck fixed when you would let us drive at 25 felt like flying. I'm just like letting a little kid like sit in your lap and like pretend to drive a car and stuff like that. And like 25 miles an hour, just like that being a formative memory, that being such a joyful memory that she can't forget that. And she can't discount that when she's thinking about her dad too. And just like, also, just like I like how it's like different, like sonically yes. from the rest of the album. It's, it started, it's it started as a ballad, and they were like, "No, no, we got to pick it up a little bit." So, and then my other, then the other highlight I want to mention is like Punisher, the song of just like um, so, like this is such a interesting, like, and this I honestly think like this might be a little more vulnerable than like my previous thing um, because it's like more specific, I guess. Uh, like, so this song's about her being like a real, like a, this song is kind of like a non-malicious, you know, vert, like melancholy version of the song Stan by Eminem a little bit of yeah. the idea of just like her loving Elliot Smith so much. And like, if he was alive, she would be like such a fangirl and she would be like, kind of like, talking his ear off and like the term punisher is like referring to her basically saying um you know basically a type of fan who like unintentionally like talks your ear off you know because they love you so much because they love you know and they connect a few and stuff like that and like i definitely like i definitely felt that way about like doing this show like i i worry about that all the time doing this show especially when we invite like really like guests like you on you know of the idea of like i don't want to like take advantage of your kindness i don't want to like you know waste your time or like and i feel like i have to be at my best i have to be like you know so like i'm very i feel like very very disappointed in myself when i do like when i'm not as funny as i think i could be or when i'm not as like poignant Mm -hmm. or articulate as i think i could be and um I always like second guess that stuff. I always think like, um, I always like kind of like we had like, um, Kevin Porter on the show. Like, and he was like one of our first big guests. He was like first, like one of our first, like, and like, uh, he was the reason I kind of like got into podcasting and like, cause That's it so felt nice. like very, yeah. Like it was, and I told him all that stuff. And then he was, and he was like, so kind. And it was like very reciprocal. And like, it, you know, I told him I loved him and stuff like that. <laughs> and like <laughs> in the middle of the episode, like, Hey, Kevin, I love you. And I was like, oh, thank you. Like all that stuff. Like he was like really sweet. But then I like were then like uh, and it's not even Wait, just what was that album, by the way? Uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Dedicated. You know, yeah, that makes uh, that's a good one. For him <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then just like um, but the idea just like afterwards, like even though he was being so nice, even though he was being like I once again, I just didn't want to like I didn't want to go like we're friends now or anything like that. Like I, I like, um, so it's like that weird thing about like being a fan, a weird thing about being, you know, a, an appreciator of someone's arts and like having like, 
the internet giving you access to them a little bit. You feel like um, you know someone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So That's what the song's about. Like, what if I told you I felt like I know you, but we never met, you know? But like literally up to this point, you, Addie, were just like a icon on my phone. You're just like, you know, just like this person, I guess I could DM or whatever, but like, yeah, didn't. now we are friends. <laughs> yeah, we're friends now. But like, um, the idea of just like uh, Elliot Smith's like legacy, like she's like really worried. Am I just like copying him? Am I just like stealing his thing and like not being an original at all? Like, um, but then this is, but then like this record being so popular and so beloved and people resonating with it and people liking the lyricism and the poetry, that's a way for Elliot Smith's legacy and artistry to not be in vain. You know, that's a way. And that's like, just like what we're do- like, that's like, you know, hopefully we're all connect. Like, that's the thing that like the pandemic is like, you know, really highlight is like, we're all connected. Like maybe yeah. you'll never meet someone, yeah. but you could affect them. You could make them sick. So should we go through lowlights if we have any? I mean, my only low light is just that the first time I listened to the album, all the songs sounded the same. <laughs> but yeah, I also, yeah, yep. but I also feel that way a lot of the times when I yeah. listen to an album. I think I'm like used to listening to playlists, which every song feels very different because right. every artist is different. <laughs> and, but I think I, I think there's a reason why like Kyoto and Garden songs stuck out to me was because they they like feel the most sure. musically different um mm-hmm. then and the other ones are a little more atmospherical um but i would say that's more of a low light about me and my personality <laughs> than the album like i know <laughs> I, there's nothing yeah. wrong with the album Person, personal low lights <laughs> it's a personal low light Addie took that a little too <laughs> too uh, literally <laughs> you know my low light isn't a song my low light was was just that it was just like the only yeah that i felt like they Sound the that maybe it that would have been cool. The album is the low light. <laughs> yeah, or just like it would have been cool if she had taken like a swing, like a, a musical instrument swing. I guess, but I don't care. I guess that was Kyoto, but like it's cool. She she'll grow older and yeah. make more albums, and we'll have more yeah. podcasts <laughs> about them. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I uh, my low light. I it's literally almost exactly the same as you, Addie. I was like. When I listen to this all at once, I it starts to like kind of bleed together. But when I like listen to it like in se- sessions, I love it. But like all at once, it gets a little too. It, it all sounds like you know one recording session effectively, but not in a bad way. But um, it does bleed together. I don't really like DVD menu. I know it's an instrumental introduction, but I just don't like it. So it's it's yeah okay. I didn't. I thought it was like pointless at first, but it. If you go back and listen to the last song of her first album, it's like um, melodically they tie Whoa. in. So it's like a continuation into the. Oh, yeah. cool. Even without that knowledge, well, I think it's good mood sure. setting, too. Just like, you know. Oh, well, with, even with that knowledge, guess what? Don't like oh, it. Cool. <laughs> Get, take that, Phoebe Bridgers. And that's on period. My low lights, like, probably just like, yeah, like, more so like l- Halloween sounding too similar to Punisher, I guess. Like, that, those were the two songs that, like, had the uh, tonal thing. I just, like, felt the same, even though the subject matter is very different. Um, and then just like, uh, Man, 
I got nothing else. Like, it's pretty great. I love you it. Know? I love our low Perfect. light was all kind of the same. Of like, it kind of just sounded yeah. the same, yeah. but we really liked that. Well, yeah, <laughs> we we liked this. We sound, liked it eventually. We well, and I like that <laughs> yes. too because it like the fact that it is so stylistically similar. It kind of forces you to focus on the lyrics and her writing a lot more too. And so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also found myself listening to one song on repeat a lot sure. more. Yep, me too. Because I think listening to the album as a whole delivers a real vibe and emotion, which I also think is why it's very hard for me to listen to the whole album all the way through because I just get sad, which is, I think, awesome that that's what the album is able to do. Right. I like a maniac this morning while I was showering. I listened to Hallucinate by Dua Lipa, which is like, ah, like it's super like high energy. And then right queued up was (laughs) Halloween. And it was like, "Mm, yes, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, perfect vibes to start my morning off. Uh, Any other like stray observations, anything you want to get out there, though? Like uh, any other last thoughts? No, I feel like I have said it all i think i'm just i mean honestly my honest authentic response is that i'm actually just excited to listen yeah. to the album again and like me too with, yeah with, with being like oh i want to i want to hear that part that sean talked about and and i want to like re-listen to like wait oh my god moon face. <laughs> no no Moon phase. Yeah. Moon song. <laughs> moon song. Moon phase. I want to you know? to, to, to hear about like the things that, that mm-hmm. Andrew was picking up on. And like I want to listen back and see if Michael Aww. really hates the <laughs> instrumental for the wrong or right reason. Like I want to re-listen and go there. <laughs> well, you can think about me yeah. memorizing Bible verses when you listen to Chinese satellite. I That's absolutely another thing will. you can do. I absolutely will. <laughs> I mean, like, I, Michael, I think about that anyways, just with you're like uh, Michael knows all of Hebrews. That's so interesting. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So let's get through final ratings. Let's get through final thoughts and ratings. Uh, the way this works is we'll give our final thoughts. We'll just like, you know, you know, rant on like, you know, why we liked it, why we disliked it, and then give it a rating um, out of 10. So, um, uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, I think this is a pretty close to perfect record. Like the only problem, I guess, is like some of it feels little too similar like some of like i guess on the first listen is kind of like it all ran together but like even like as i listen to it more like i'm noticing how textured it is like i notice how like when you like zoom in and when you like kind of like touch it and stuff like that like it feels like oh they're all so distinct and like oh there's so much thought and you know craft put into the instrumentals and like the it and uh once i like because i listened to it the first time without the lyrics without like looking at the lyrics on my phone or whatever i was kind of like okay whatever but then just like list reading the lyrics and like taking the time to comb through them and like feel how i i I tried to avoid looking at genius i just tried to like look at the lyrics uh on their own and not have someone else's interpretation of what it meant um so that was like a really meaningful experience and just like her she's a very gift she's just incredibly gifted like um and just like the writing and the poetry really shines through and uh this just like um and this album is very cathartic and like very like um i didn't like yeah i just like to every so often listen to it and just like have a few tears stream down your face every so often is like a great is it feels really great so i'm gonna give this um 10 missing skinhead neighbors so yeah i i I really do think it's a perfect album i wasn't sure my first listen through but sitting with it sitting with it 
the whole last year. I feel like I've said enough like already, like throughout this episode. So which was uh, 10, 10 days off of your son's birthday out of 10. Whoa, that's so, great. So. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good. Perfect. That is good. Thanks. <laughs> I, I really like this album. It's only grown on me. Uh, it's not an album I can listen to all the time, which is the only reason I take some points off of 10 or some, some amount off of 10. Um, so this album for me uh, is a 9.7 healthy livers out of 10. Wow. Yeah. That's still really high. Like, Yeah, I really like it. I, I, but it's just, it's not an all the time thing for me. An all the time album would be a 10 out of 10. This is so hard. I like really don't rate things because I get so in my head. And then when I try to rate, I'm like, well, you haven't made an right. album. So what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but because like, Phoebe Bridgers would rate my album three out of ten. Yeah. What do I have to like say? on my yeah. Letterboxd account, I just like stopped rating movies because I was just giving all of them five stars. Because I was like, they work oh, so, so nice. hard. <laughs> Good job. And like, yeah. but I especially as like so a working actor too. Like you probably yeah. like you know know how hard it is and how vulnerable it's hard. it is. And like yeah. so many people put in work on that, and same with an album. So I feel part of me wants to give it an eight because I was like, there are other albums that I like song individuals. I'll give songs 10, but, but like there are albums that I feel like are tens in my life, but I think there's three. And again, I don't like going down that road. So part of me just wants to say 10 roses growing in the garden out of 10, <laughs> because I do love it. And I don't, there's no reason for me to give it less. Unless I'm and just uh, it, it was enhanced by else. talking to your three new friends. <laughs> um, That's right, exactly. But truly, like I now yeah. have a new attachment to it, which is like yeah. this whole conversation, For which sure. is dope. That's lovely. I'm 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 really appreciate. I'm really glad you enjoy. It. Like I'm I, I hope so. I really I'm really glad you enjoyed like your like talking and stuff like it's such a privilege um oh, so thanks. thank you so this much uh you know thank you so much for your thoughts on the record now let's get into our i've been meaning to listen to that and i did playlist, playlist. all right so <laughs> uh, if we're talking about indie music darlings when i think about that I, I visit um songs that i have just like really loved this last year and we will go with uh caroline polachek uh uh, so hot, oh you're so hot. Quick. I just love it. I love (laughs) Show Me the Banana near the end. Uh, I love it's like campy, even though it's also so beautiful and fun. And it's like, I don't know, it's such a good song. I've listened. Oh, it's made me cry. I've cried to it. And it's a bop. That it's little so distorted good. vocal oh solo in the middle. Is that, Ooh, it's so good. The song I want to, the songs, I'm going to pick two this week. An indie pop star I really enjoy. I know like Phoebe Bridgers isn't a pop star, but like uh, an, indie, an indie pop song that is like real sad girl vibes. Um, but also like, you know, uh, is Tessa Violet. Like she has like, she's really cool and she has a really funny sense of humor too. Yeah, uh, my picks are going to be Words Ain't Enough by Tessa Violet. Click. This song's really great because it's just like her most vulnerable song and just like um, the line that really gets me is like, and it's the same similar things with this record is like, cut myself into pieces easy to chew, you know, just like that 
section it's like stanzas like gorgeous and like very personal and uh she just wrote it on whim like what do you think and it's like everyone's like this is great and so I, I really appreciate that uh the other song is uh more of a bop but it's a sad bop it's uh bored by tessa violet click Uh, so the song's really incredible and it's just like bombastic and huge and it's like very much the quarantine jam I feel of just like you know I hope I find meaning through these pictures in my phone of the idea of just like being stuck and being like depressed and just like um, I think a thing a thing about like depression that people don't talk about as much is like the boredom of it all of just like being alone and being sad and then just being bored by how sad you are. So that's really profound. And uh, it's just so, so catchy and um, a great song. Yeah. So who would like to go next? I want to do It's a Good Day, parentheses, to fight the system by Shin Guzzo or Shang, Shang Uzo. Click. I woke up feeling great. The birds are in the trees. They're singing me a melody. La 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 for the police. Um, it's great. It just—it's it, just a fun. It's—it's—it talks about fighting the system, but in a fun way that it feels like sunshine cool. on your skin. And I, make it, um, I, I, I like it a lot. It's just very I'm making uplifting. the Instagram infographic now. <laughs> how to fight the system in a fun way? In a fun way, like Six sunshine on your ways skin. to fight the system. No, but it's—it's just—it just feels nice. Um, and then if I want to pick a second one, then. And if I want to go with the theme of the show, then I'm going to do my favorite Lucy Daka song, which is 9 to 5. Click. You got a 9 to 5, so I'll take the night shift. This is a song that I have asked people to listen to Whoa, with me, and I'm yeah. like, just wait. Because the end, it builds so well, yeah. and then I am like screaming the end. It's, and it's really it's just so that, like, that snare so and then like wall of sound. It's so good. <laughs> Do, da, da, da. Oh, so good. Oh my god, I gotta listen to that. Cool. So those are my two. So Andrew knows it's. It was only a matter of time before I mentioned Big Thief on this podcast. More like Big um, Thief. There it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite band, um, but the song I chose was Not. Click. This, this song really, so I Know the End was like my, my song of 2019 or 2020, and then Not was like my song of 2020. Um, and they're very similar in just the, again, I'm using cathartic again, but that feeling of just like letting out so much emotion and just very raw feelings. And I think both, I think Not does a great job of capturing that feeling. And also like the writing on it is super, super good. And there's a crazy good like three minute guitar solo at the end. And it's just so much, feeling like punching at you and oh god i love it so much uh so yeah that's my pick uh wow 
Well, thank you so much. Like, uh, so like, that's our episode. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, th- thank you so much, Addy, for like being yeah, so generous you. and like with your time and being present and being, you know, thoughtful and curious and like uh, fun and like open, letting, uh, allowing us the space to be uh, vulnerable and honest and authentic too. So, um, and just like a lot of great life tips for me just to live in my own life Uh, (laughs) we gotta get colored shirts we gotta get color color on the walls so so yeah like michael what are your plugs and what what are your handles and plugs and stuff you can follow me on instagram and twitter at at lemon taco just like my last name l-i-m-e-n-t-a-t-o but instead of a t it's a c at the end lemon taco and uh on his twitter you get to see his blender thread that's That's really funny and hilarious yeah you can (laughs) see my blender tweet and and my tweet about my ex-girlfriend which i think Uh, she's seen but did not respond to <laughs> uh, Sean. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at T1 underscore Sean five nine nine. Um, and also this is the first you guys are hearing about this as well, but I am working on a uh, podcast with my boyfriend and Whoa. I don't have like, what? we don't have wow. like the name of it yet or anything like that, but we have the premise. And uh, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'll be like updating about that as well. So Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, Addie, uh, what what would you like to plug in your handles and such? Yeah, you can follow me at Addie Yo Mind. That's A D D I E Y O M I N D. Addie Yo Mind. Uh, I came up with that in high school, and it's the smartest thing I've ever thought of. Uh, (laughs) Instagram, Twitter, it's all the same. Um, I also am starting a new podcast. (laughs) Uh, So you can follow me on Instagram for those updates. It is called somebody help me and it's a podcast (laughs) interviewing people about asking for help and like how that's hard and stuff. that's awesome that's That's amazing i can't wait super cringe jk it's very matthew (laughs) morrissey um no it's gonna be really fun time (laughs) yeah i can't wait to listen to that i'm so excited um so um yes you could follow me at andrew a lee at um on twitter and instagram uh, by the way, like um, that was a name I came up with in high school because, um, you know, like my, my name is very easy to pronounce, Andrew. And then like there are like a lot of kids in my class that like had hard to pronounce names so that like when they said, OK, and Andrew is Andrew here. And then I was like, it's pronounced Andrew. And then like we all laughed and had a great time. <laughs> then we and, all laughed. I was yeah. very popular. Don't ask someone, anyone. <laughs> someone gave him a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone set up uh, clapped. Um, that's my uh, Instagram, Twitter handle. Uh, you can follow the show at IBMT LTT on Instagram and Facebook and maybe Twitter soon. Um, you could uh, email us, you know, fan questions or like, you know, anything like that. At, I've been mean to listen to that at gmail.com. And uh, this cherry this week, uh, Addie, we would like to set up the charity this, that we're like donating to this month. Yeah, this charity is going to go to Sella, which is helping uh, end and improve homelessness in Los Angeles, specifically the neighborhoods that I live in and frequent. I like to donate to a local place where I can hopefully see change. Yeah. There we go. Uh, so, th- so that's our charity this uh, month. Uh, if you donate, if you uh, rate us on iTunes, uh, we'll donate $1 to Sella. So that's very exciting. And uh, now we'll have a close. Thank- yeah. Now we'll have a closing sentiment from Addie. All right. Three, two, one. We, we can, can do, do anything, anything and, and everything. everything.
so far. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good day. Have a good day. Bye. 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 All right. Uh, oh, by the way, um, I had a joke that I forgot to say, but like, um, oh. here, here it is. Um, uh, in the song Moon Song, is her favorite movie uh, It's a Wonderful Life? Because she's all like, You want the moon, Mary? I'll give you the moon. Yeah. Oh. Beautiful. <laughs>